0: Welcome back to another session of parallel barkings. My name is Larry Backer, woof woof, and I'm here with my puppy,
1: Ariana Backer, bark bark.
0: We should switch that. You should do bark and I should do woof. No, you should do woof and I should do bark.
1: Oh, okay. We should, we can switch it up.
0: Otherwise, I'd be discriminating against barking by only woofing.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Right. I'm and that would be up. bad. Mm-hmm. And that indeed. Is a really obnoxious and and somewhat pitifully lame way of introducing our topic for today.
1: Also agreed. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I know. Uh, which is the uh, the movement uh, spearheaded uh, uh, by a number of jurisdictions, but uh, what caught the uh, the the press media's eye was New York's effort to expand the range of uh, anti-discrimination, the application of anti-discrimination uh, provisions to uh, height and weight. Uh, the stories ran from uh, you can't discriminate against uh, fat people and, uh, and small people to uh, stories about how um, this is actually a very good thing. So depending on your political perspective, this was viewed as either an eye roll or uh, as a, a movement towards uh, a greater or more uh, comprehensive uh, legal structuring for uh, social justice, or at least uh, social justice in the legal sphere. And so today we were going to uh, talk about this a little bit. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, even though uh, this uh, New York's uh, efforts has has been somewhat more newsworthy than than other efforts. Uh, they are not alone, and in fact, they are they are sort of uh, coming l- relatively late to the game. Uh, height and weight discrimination uh, prohibitions have already uh, been adopted by uh, Binghamton, New York, but of course that's a college town. Madison, Wisconsin, another college town, but that's a weird college town. Uh, Urbana, Illinois. <laughs> Uh, DC, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, uh, and the state of Michigan, which is not a college town, uh, so there's there's been some movement for for height and weight discrimination, uh, among other things. When you look at the legislation, though, uh, you realize that um, that height and adding height and weight, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit, I think, in in a second. But I wanted to just lay this out before um, we 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 talk about it a little bit. Uh, height and weight uh, anti uh, or prohibitions of discrimination against height and weight actually join a much, much larger group of characteristics with respect to which a uh, certain social actors in certain uh, categories of activities can no longer use as a basis for discriminating, that is, for uh, making a decision based on this factor. Uh, And these include some of the ones everyone is is well aware of, but then others that you may not be. Uh, Race, color, creed, age, national origin, immigration or citizenship status, gender, sexual orientation, disability, marital status, partnership status, caregiver status, sexual and reproductive health decisions, uniform status, any lawful source of income, I guess it's not a status, but it's it's a condition, a status as a victim of domestic violence or status as a victim of sex offenses or stalking, uh, uh, whether children are, maybe, or would be residing with a person or discrimination based on conviction or arrest record. That seems to be the the, the universe of discrimination not so long ago um the the universe was much much smaller uh race national origin uh religion um uh which in new york is creed by the way as opposed to the name of a character in in a movie uh, yes thank you right. right so race uh race color creed national origin uh were the biggies and then or uh, well, the traditional baseline, and then to which we've added a number of others to which we're now adding um uh, height and weight uh restrictions while well, everyone first goes to uh people who are outliers um and the source of jokes and the like uh with respect to both height and weight um in in a sense uh it 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 really it both make sense, and it raises the same sort of issue you have as you expand the scope of characteristics with respect to which discrimination is unlawful, uh, and that is the way in which you can actually prove that discrimination, the, the kinds of things you need to do to, to prove that, but also uh, suggests uh, the way in which our society, because this is a, a general trend, the way in which our society is now, in, in fairly extraordinary ways, and that's that's not a criticism it's more a, uh, a a wonderment because this is all happening very very quickly um the way in which society is now expressing uh, the nature of social justice uh in terms of very specific categories of discrimination which also suggests the sort of categories uh of of uh, Characteristics uh, with respect to which one used to be able to make decisions that uh, is is really changing the way in which, um, from a macro perspective, social relations, um, at least in the public arena, are being defined uh, and carried out, and the extent to which all of this is now being monitored, not in the private sphere but in the public sphere.
1: To very micro. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, when you're sitting here saying all this, I'm I'm wondering when we're laying out all of these laws these legislations um how how could we possibly capture all of the discriminatory um possibilities like that could ever exist um mm-hmm. out there
0: no, no, and that's that's a and and that's an excellent, excellent uh, point. And and that goes. Uh, and this, <laughs> this is, of course, a problem when intellectuals uh, then become either uh, bureaucrats or start whispering into the ear of uh, of uh, either elected officials or or bureaucrats. Uh, they they, <laughs> uh, as Mao said, there's there's nothing more. Um, there, there's there's nothing clumsier. Uh, than a group or a group of people. They're they're very much like an animal uh, with four back legs, and they're walking forward, looking backwards. Um, You're absolutely right. When this all started, the idea was that, in fact, discrimination was the baseline. We've lived, humans have lived in the construction of their social relations from the beginning from at least the the start of historical record keeping probably before that starting from a fundamental structural baseline of discrimination the entire point of social solidarity the entire point of group feeling as uh as Abd al-Rahman Ibn Khaldun a very famous uh sociohistorian uh from the um from the the Uh, Arabic part of the, or the Muslim part of the Mediterranean in the 13th century, 14th century uh, was, was fond of saying this group feeling. All of these notions were based on the value, the positive value of discrimination. The question was, with respect to what characteristics one can discriminate, and the idea was that, in fact, the way you defined a society was by defining that relatively small group of characteristics with respect to which you couldn't discriminate, that's the basis of social solidarity. And because there were relatively few, and the assumption was that you could discriminate with respect to everything else, as lunatic as your discrimination might be, that is, right. uh, and and I use uh, lunatic in its ancient sense as irrational as opposed to as its medical or pejorative sense with respect to the judgment of an individual. Uh, but in in the sense of its irrationality or arbitrariness, didn't matter, right? The problem now, uh, and you've put your finger on it, is if in fact what we're doing is taking that basic postulate of social organization and turning it on its head, and saying that indeed the way in which you define social solidarity is by the absence of discrimination, this is essentially where uh, where we're walking, although we're looking at it again, we're walking backwards towards it because we've all haven't yet had the brains to turn around and look at where they're going. And this mm-hmm. is where they're going. Uh, if in fact, the whole point of social justice is to avoid discrimination, then we're at the other end of the poll in which what we have are a huge number of characteristics with respect to which discrimination destroys the social fabric. And therefore, what should be defined is those characteristics, conditions, or actions with respect to which discrimination is permitted. And then by definition, every other form of discrimination, that is of making a decision based on a factor would be both socially and legally, uh, uh, would be a social taboo and would be legally uh, 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 violating uh, some statute or regulation. And that's sort of where we're getting. And so when you look at, at the New York statute, uh, this is, uh, for those of you, it's fairly easy to find online uh, it's and, and it's repeated throughout this, but I started with uh, with section one, with section eight one hundred one of the Administrative Code of the City of New York, uh, and you'll see it in, in. There'll be some variations among uh, virtually all jurisdictions. What you wind up having is we're doing it the old fashioned. We just keep adding characteristics. We overlay it with the notion of social justice, and at the end of the day, we wind up tripping over each other. Uh, or tripping over all of these things, because you're right, once you have this, the list of everything, um, then the question is, what can you discriminate? And But we never get there. And it's there amazing.
1: is no list of everything. You couldn't possibly get a list of everything.
0: Exactly. Which means that if you're going to do this right, and you're committed to social justice, and you're committed to social justice in the way these people think they're committed to social justice, who knows whether they are or not. But that's certainly the rhetoric, Uh, And that would be the rhetoric I would assume would be embraced. I would be curious to hear whether, in fact, anyone who is responsible for this would take uh, an an opposing position with respect to uh, the meaning of social justice as a function of discrimination or discrimination as a function of social justice, then what they really should be doing because that's where they they back themselves into this. What they really should be doing is writing a statute that is very simple or administrative, uh, rewrite Section 8-101 of the Administrative Code of the City of New York to say, all discrimination with respect to any factor is prohibited with the exception of discrimination based on, colon. And now you may have two or three or four. Right. Ah, well, which ones?
1: But they already have exceptions. They already listed exceptions.
0: Right, 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 right. But those those are as applied exception. I'm talking about whole categorical exceptions that we're not going to worry about. Uh, and it's and this is this is of course very very American. Um, you're you know if there's a superior, uh, if there's a superior uh, public body uh, that uh, permits discrimination or that is constitutionally entitled to do that. Uh, and they, they're they actually willing to do that, then you, you've got to bend the knee to a superior uh, political force. Uh, and then the others are uh, prevention from uh, performance of their duties mm-hmm. uh, or reasonably necessary for normal operation. And then we have uh, a well-developed jurisprudence in the United States. It's now, what, I guess, 50 years old or so, uh, on the nature forms and the, the practices and discourse of accommodation and its limitations. Right. And that's all that's all well understood. And you can do that with respect to every characteristics. Uh, and that's what makes this manageable in the sense that um, absolutes in the context of, of making decisions, quote unquote, uh, uh, or factoring characteristics with respect to decision-making discrimination, uh, you know, and its greatest generality of meaning um is is softened. And and that makes that makes perfect sense. But I don't want to go there. I want <laughs> to see if we can figure out what we could, if if we're looking at it from a social justice perspective, what sorts of discrimination after all of this are still permitted or or okay. permitted. Right. And when you look at the New York statute, you think, well, and this makes so much sense. Uh, given, uh, although it's hypocritical, uh, and they would rather die than admit that this is what they're doing, but they'll back into this, which is why you never wanna do it this way, although you should. Class. Can you discriminate against the poor? Can you discriminate against the rich? You're not going to discriminate against the rich because they're gonna buy their way out of that discrimination for the most part, but can you discriminate against the poor?
1: Will they ever put that in writing?
0: Well, but the thing is, if you're moving towards a social justice platform, and right now, if we generalize the New York statute, yeah, you can, um, you can discriminate against the poor. They would say, ah, oh, we're really not discriminating against the poor. That is the effect of markets. Uh, and since we price everything, uh, then uh then, you know, too bad. But that's actually not true. Um and if it is true, then we really have to think about whether the goods that we're pricing should be public goods or not. A great example of that is education. We sort of understood that uh, that uh, class discrimination in the provision of education was a gray area, uh, unless, of course, you were wealthy and you want to send your kids to Harvard uh, or Yale or these ridiculously um, high-priced, I won't say overpriced, because I have no idea. I haven't looked at their books. These, these high-priced uh, institutions where their kids can get into lifetime uh, um solidarity groups that then become self-reflective uh little collectives uh, that that will then zoom their way up to prominence,
1: okay, Dad. Um,
0: but but you know to to sorry, it's a little uh, there's the immigrant in me going,. Mm. Uh, so much for this principle of equality here., uh, but states have have been sensitive to this, and New York in particular, right, by developing uh, public alternatives, some of which became very, very, very um, uh, prestigious in their in their own way, right. Um, but that still doesn't that ameliorates the problem. Uh, and but it 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 remains. So is it possible to say that we must discriminate? On the basis of class, at least with respect to market goods, if we do, can we, ought we, to create an exception to that discrimination based on on economic class? We haven't gotten to social class yet. On economic class, uh, by designating certain key uh, objects. Uh, or access to certain key services to be public goods, and therefore the state would have to subsidize it. Oh
1: man, that's such a great point. But do you, I mean, Republicans would be so. <laughs> not, off. Just,
0: not just Republicans, it's the Democrats too. They're just really stupid about true. what it's it true. is. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> never mind. There's an old story about uh, the leading communists on Park Avenue would be more than happy to share their second fur coat. Uh, but, uh-huh. Come <laughs> on. Why not? No, 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 no. no, no, no. But anyway, anyway, so you can do that. But that's only half the issue, because, in fact, um, what you're really talking about here is not discriminating on the basis of the class because of markets. But what happens if, in fact, you can discriminate on the basis of economic class uh, in hiring? So I've got this big mm-hmm. law firm, and this is the convergence of both economic class and social class. There's there's some connection between them, although not necessarily, right? So I'm running this big Snooty law firm, and um, I'm going to the um, the the industries that produce fodder. That is, that produce labor market inputs for my firm. I need to hire associates, right. um, little cogs, and and once I weed them out. Uh, a few of them will become partners and that's how the wheel, everyone is happy, right? If in fact I can discriminate on the basis of economic and social class, I can look at someone and not hire them. I can't not hire them because of their race, sex, national origin, height or weight. But if you're poor folk, um, I can discriminate against you because I'm going to- This is terrible, oh
1: my- I'm going to
0: subsume this under things like, well- you're, my client won't like you. That used to be, well, I'm African-American and I got white clients. My client won't like you because you're African-American. We got over that, but we're certainly, you haven't no, gotten- No, this that bill word. is
1: like laying it out then.
0: It is, it's laying it all out, which is why I, I, I found this to be quite interesting so that this big firm can say, no, I'm sorry, I don't hire poor folk. Uh, and I don't hire poor folk because- um, I think that uh, they'll, they'll use some mealy mouth, multisyllabic excuses that will make it sound better. But really, what they're saying is we don't hire poor folk because y'all can't get along with the kind of snooty rich people who are snooty and rich. In fact, because they want to maintain that social distance, that gap, we mm-hmm. that identifying marker so that we can amongst ourselves act in a particular way and in the process discriminate against you because you all don't know the uh, the proper way of ordering your folks. these These are the, you know the, the ways are whether you should drink uh, white wine with uh, meat or you know whatever stupid thing there is. Uh, And then that converges, right? Economic class and converges with social class. Uh, And we see this not on the right. I mean, the right is an easy target. The left, you have to work a little harder. But here we get to my favorite New Yorkers. Uh, And I don't mean New York City people, because of course, uh, their notions of social class made it impossible for them to live in the city. So they're going to go out to the suburbs. Um, the people who are responsible for the proliferation of that delightful discriminatory context, uh, uh, concept, the deplorables. Oh. That ain't coming from the right. The right's got its own problems. They're still in the 19th century in in, in terms of some of them. Um, I mean, but, in
1: my opinion, everybody sucks,
0: so. Well, no, no, no. What, what, what it does is ex- the beauty of doing something for a good reason tends to expose your own, the things that you want to hide, which is the, and that you're blind to, the ways in which you yourself are a perpetrator of this, not with respect to your, your favorite uh, taboos, Right, height and weight in this case. but with respect to the the kinds of discrimination, you are perfectly happy to continue. And in this class it would in case it would be um, uh, it, it would be social and, and economic class. Um, you know, we still, you know, I hate to say this and please forgive me, right. We use the word deplorables or is it deplorables, despicables? It doesn't really matter. It's those people who we'd never have to dinner. And therefore, if we're not going to have them over to dinner, we're certainly not going to have them marrying our children, and we're certainly not going to hire them. Which means that they're always going to remain deplorable, and we like them that way. Um, from the left perspective, have them go back to NASCAR. Uh, from the right perspective, have them go to Harvard. Uh, but we're going to have nothing to do with them in 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 you know in, in either case. So that's one category. Right, So if if New York is going to rewrite this, we're going to say, we're New York. We have $100 million penthouses. We can discriminate against. And we have the market, which is we're going to hide behind the market, even though we're classic uh, rich people, socialists. Who don't like the idea of profits unless it's profits from my own investing. And right. we don't like the idea of markets and rampant consumerism unless, of course, it's because I had Adolfo design my solid gold uh faucets. Uh, but that's okay. That's we we can find an exception. So we're gonna build in these these exceptions. Um, so that's one. So social and economic class right, is one. No, there are so many. So No, there aren't that many. That's the thing. No, 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 no.
1: No. It's just if, if you are so narrow with how you are outlining the discriminatory acts, you are opening up a Pandora's box of well, this is what I can discriminate against. And
0: this right. is what I can But that's against. a good thing. But you, you're viewing this as a bad thing. I'm viewing this as a great thing. Okay. Because in fact, and I think it's really good that we have, after 200 years, we are probably one of the, the few nations on earth that are really having very, very difficult conversation, mostly because we all don't quite know what we're talking about, but our impulses are right. In a sense, we want to transform our society. And the way the and we have to use these little discursive tropes so that we can kind of make sure everyone understands that we're on the same page. And this is the the social justice trope. And you know, putting aside things like uh historical revenge taking and uh, and using master's tool to make yourself into the the thing that you despise. Putting that aside, it's a temporary thing. Hopefully, it's a temporary thing, or we're back where we started from. Putting all that aside, social justice, uh, which then reinvents society, and you know, all the way back to the start of history, from a uh, from the the constitution of a society as a discriminatory machine. To the constitution of a society that is a non-discriminatory machine, right? But one that has to preserve social solidarity, which means at some point you are going to have to discriminate. You are going to have to show the markers that show you're in rather than out. And right. we're, you know, we're left with the question. And at that point, some of the foibles of society really come out. And my <laughs> big one. Right, which is why I've harped and harped and harped on it. My, my big one is uh, social class, social and economic class. Right. Uh, I see it all the time in in, in my work. Uh, everything from denying the autonomy of, of the poor uh, and the, the quote unquote unsocially educated by calling them victims and then having a bunch of rich people get together Uh, in NGOs to work for them, to educate them and then to tell them what it is they should feel and how it is that they should blah, 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 blah and then strip them of their own autonomy. You're not going to want to talk to them. You're going to want to talk at them. There was this moment in the 80s when there was a small group of of left academics that actually got this and wrote a little bit about, hey, maybe that's not so cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that was like a thing for a little while and then it just got... um, I don't know what happened to it. It's, it's sidelined to some extent because everyone is now, whether you're left or right or center, you're all rushing to the uh, the regulatory machinery. And that means, oh, what is it? They, they all love being real politic. That means we have to make compromises and decision, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's, but anyway, so yeah, so we, we, we wind up having to discriminate and, and social and economic one is a really big one. Are there others?
1: You seem to think so.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And and some of it is in the the New York. You don't you can't think of any. You don't want to do this. Huh? Uh Are no, it's a no-no.
1: Obviously it's a no-no. But I think I think just
0: as, just I, as, I, I well, think well, that
1: fine. I I think that <laughs> economic and social class is a no-no.
0: Well, no, but but a lot a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. Um now the same people who don't or who are conflicted, you know, you have to look at uh, Miss Feinstein. Uh, you could have looked at Ronald Reagan, although he's younger. Uh, you can look at Mr. Trump, and you can look at Mr. Biden, and you can ask, uh, and they're all whispering. But they love doing this. Oh, the law says that we don't discriminate, but here's how we are going to discriminate. Okay, so retired. we're going to yeah, we're going to become also- no, we're going yeah, okay. to become, become completely hypocritical. So what we're going to do is say, look. We really love the social justice thing and we'll put our favorites up, uh, but with respect to the other ones, especially the ones that we're, we're a little queasy about, we won't put it into law, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to use social markers, right? We're going to use markers, <sighs> right? And so uh, some people think that Mr. Biden is too old, which means that they they are age discriminating Uh, diane feinstein is too old and they'll use they'll use euphemisms capacity vigor uh dementia um but always in whispers and then they'll do these little whisper campaigns and then they'll have someone come up and find some doctor or something because everything is scientific nowadays and find some scientific basis for saying uh the you know the man can't run a uh, a five-second mile, so clearly he's in he's incapable no, of being there, you know, some kind of God. ludicrous thing like this. And it may well be true, but right now the law says you can't discriminate against age, and yet we then use our social me- mechanisms to do just that and say, Oh, we're really not discriminating, you know what we're doing, we're guiding, we're advising. We are, oh, we're going back to my favorite. Okay, thing.
1: but that happens for every age group.
0: It it happens. Happens for everything. It happens for age groups. It happens for all of these categories. So now, age, you can discriminate. You you can't discriminate against age, right? But you can. Right now, you can discriminate against social and uh uh social and um and uh, economic class, right? What else can we discriminate against? Let's see. I got one that you can discriminate against in New York's policy. I am a hooker.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, but and that. Let's assume. Let's assume for the moment that hooking is, and it's not me. It's my uh, the alternative. The metaverse. <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> he actually is people.
0: <laughs> but do not call me.
1: <laughs> his
0: his you number is on all right bathrooms
1: now. in New right. York City. Oh, my.
0: God, yeah, you know, that's right. Walls. What would it call Lotus? Uh, but anyway, so just assume that person X, person X is a hooker.
1: Okay. And let's Even assume that, that is-
0: hooking, and let's assume that hooking of the sort that this person does. And again, it's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, prostitution. I mean, there's some forms of prostitution that are are legal because we don't call them prostitution, but there's some forms that are not. So this is the the, the stuff that can get you arrested, right? And um, and um, I am now coming to you and I want to rent an apartment uh, and I want to pay my rent from the proceeds of my hooking. Can I discriminate against you? The answer in New York is yes. Now, what's interesting though, is if the cops come and arrest me for hooking you can't deny me an apartment because i was convicted of hooking but you can deny me an apartment if i seek to rent it by giving you the proceeds of my hooking
1: interesting so that's kind of
0: because it's lawful sources of income which are you know and and that was written not for this kind of thing it was written for um uh, uh governmental assistance of of some I kind and and the like. but uh but discrimination on the basis of conviction or arrest record is uh is a no-no. you can't discriminate on that basis, but if I discriminate and let's say I'm not that the the hooker was the the easy one. Let's say that I am part of the uh, I don't know, uh some organization that traffics in weapons. Okay, and trafficking in weapons is bad, or I am a money launderer, or I am a uh, fence, right? Um, can you refuse to rent to me if I offer you the proceeds of that? The answer is yes. You can,
1: but you could also die.
0: Those are those, those are social risks, the the legal risks. So, so one of the things I guess that we can discriminate is on the basis of. Um, of the, of the source of your income. That is, in a sense, what we can discriminate is on the basis of your occupation. Mm-hmm. But one thing gets tied to economic class as well, right? Mm-hmm. But on certain kinds of occupations, what kind of occupations? The occupations that effectively have been made illegal. Right, so hooking, uh, money laundering, um international terrorism um i'm in the business of bribing officials uh so that for other people uh so that uh legislators will pass whatever uh laws these other people who will remain nameless because of course i'm not going to tell you what my client list looks like uh that's another two right is there anyone else that you can discriminate against i got one
1: Man, you
0: you got them all. What is this one? Well, there's only three, right? There's those I've given you two. The third one is on the basis of political views. Can I refuse to hire you because you're a Republican? I can't refuse to hire you because you're a Catholic or Muslim or a Santero, but can I refuse to hire you if you are a member of the Republican Party? Can I refuse to hire you? Oh, and here's a good one. This is legal. What if you're a, a member English of the language.
1: Ku Klux Klan?
0: That's a good question. I was going to make it, but that's the old 19th century. Let's do this 21st century. Okay. Because yes, you're absolutely right. That was going to be the question, but let's put it in. That's too easy. Let's make it hard. What
1: if, What about an incel? What if you're a member of an incel?
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, you're an incel and therefore you're misogynistic, right? You yeah. hate with, right? So, and there's nothing in the law that requires you to not be misogynistic, right. as long as it doesn't involve, you know, workplace uh, or accommodations. Social relations, you know, you you can't. But let's say everyone knows you're an incel, and everyone has seen your. And this is now the 20th century. You also can't keep your fingers off your um, your keyboard. And you've been typing all kinds of ridiculously tasteless things mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. because you can't help yourself. Right. Or as the song goes, girl can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is funny in the context of insults. So now <laughs> I know this. Can I refuse to hire you? The answer that one's, it's actually easier. The answer. is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. And we do this already. Yeah. Right. So now we know that if, in fact, if we wanted to, we can rewrite the New York statute that says all discrimination using any factor is illegal unless what? Unless uh, it involves social or economic class, uh, political uh, views, including views about discrimination. uh, And what was the other one? Oh, sources of income. That is, you're you're falling in the the unregulated, the the taboo economy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right, but at this point, of course, everyone is freaking out, and they're saying, "Wait, didn't you miss one? Didn't you miss one?" Um, And the 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 last one, of course, would be, but it's a way. And I would say you're not missing it. Um, You have to be quote unquote qualified for the job right? You have to have the qualifications. So if you're going to be, if I'm going to be an associate at a law firm, I need basic qualifications, i.e. I've passed the bar Mm -hmm. and I graduated from law school. Question at that point is whether you can use, and this is a current question, I'll end with this, uh, whether you can use qualifications, and we've been litigating this to death, whether you can use qualifications to hide structural discrimination. And we're getting pretty good uh, at at least Uh, describing that issue, if not really good at ferreting it out. So there we go. That's a great question.
1: That's a great question because there are a lot of companies that are trying to figure out how to intertwine DE&I into their hiring processes and use skills for that purpose. Right. But he, and,
0: then, and then they're hypocrites because then they immediately turn around and go, oh, my God, I want to hire Y. So I know what I'll do because I really don't want to discriminate. But I know in this case what I can do. I can write a um, a request for employment uh, so that the only person on earth is qualified for this job is Y. Because mm-hmm. the person I want to hire is Y. Right. right? And That's, that is... That means question.
1: that the people above... That hiring manager need to be really, really cognizant and on their toes. But it also
0: shows you the inherent corruption of even a system, the purpose of which is to avoid corruption. Absolutely. That's all I got. Woof, woof.
1: Bark, bark. Oh, we should have switched.
0: Oh, bark, bark.
1: Woof, woof. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) We'll catch you next time. time.